everyone, welcome back to So What Had Happened Was, your wrestling history lesson of the week. I am your girl Alexis from the Down for the Count podcast, and tonight we are going to talk about one of the biggest wrestling riots that had ever taken place. Yes, that's right, riots. We're talking about the 1997 WWF House Show Riot that took place in the Barton Coliseum in Little Rock, Arkansas. Before I get started, I want to thank my girl Janae, one of my friends and co-hosts of the Down for the Count podcast. She made that fire theme song y'all heard before you heard my irritating voice kick in. She has also done the amazing theme song for our main show, Down for the Count. If y'all are interested in, because this girl is mad talented. If you want her to do any beats for you, any music for you, send us a message on Instagram and Twitter, and we'll make it something rolling for you. You never know. So, let's get into it. So, Monday, December 15th, 1997 is when all this played out. Now, we were only a couple of weeks removed from the Montreal screw job. That happened on November 7th, 1997. And we all know what happened there. And I'm not going to talk about it. If we get a milestone, maybe I'll talk about it. I'll have to think about what I want to do. But we are still only a couple weeks off from that happening. Now, as a wrestling fan at the time, granted, the internet was not as big as it is now. But people were legit mad. Not, I'm not even talking about Can- the Canadian fans, like the United States fans. Like This was like the one thing that brought us all together. Like, Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon are total shitbags. Like, that was the one thing we could agree on at that point. Times were a little simpler back then. Now, we all know that at a certain time in December, WWE pre-tapes all shows heading into the winter holidays so everyone can go home and spend time there and not be on the road. Now, back in the day, however, it was a whole other story. While WCW Nitro was live every Monday, Raw and Raw's War was live every other week. So basically what AEW is doing now, one week the show would be live, and the next week the show would be taped. And then they would do house shows for the rest of the week, because this was pre-Smackdown. So there was no second show to worry about. Anything that would go on, like Shotgun Saturday Night, or anything they ran during on Saturdays that was pre-taped before Raw. Now, Raw had never been broadcasted from Little Rock. So people were hyped. People didn't care if it was live or taped. They were just excited that Raw was coming to the town. So tickets sold out fast. People were excited. And then the promotions promoted it as a Raw show. You had Rocky Maivia, not The Rock. It was Rocky Maivia. Rocky Maivia was doing radio interviews. All printed promotions said it was Monday Night Raw, Raw is War. Everything made it seem like it was going to be 
a Raw show. People were hyped. Who wouldn't? First time Raw comes through your town, you get excited. So on a freezing cold night in Little Rock, about 7,000 people waited outside in about 27 degrees Fahrenheit weather. Thank you, weatherchannel.com. They were excited and they were ready to go, ready to be part of that live Raw crowd. And if you've ever been to a Raw or a SmackDown or a pay-per-view or anything like that, you know that feeling that I'm talking about. And I miss that feeling so much. And I can't wait to start going back to shows. Now, of course, (laughs) if everything went smoothly, we wouldn't be talking about it here tonight, now will we? Oh, no. Here's a whole bunch of fuckery that went down. So what had happened was, first off, the doors opened late. Now, according to research, because I have been on too many forums, comment boards, YouTube comments, Twitter comments, pretty much anywhere where people were documenting about the stuff I read it. I have way too much time on my hands now because we are currently living in a hotel because a water pipe destroyed my kitchen. But that's a story for another day. So I had way too much time to read everything. And from what I gathered, the doors were supposed to open anywhere to the public between the times of 5 to 6.30 p.m. Workers, not even WWF workers, Barton Coliseum workers came out to let the crowd know that they were running behind, stuff was still being set up, and they will get them in as quickly as possible. But you know what? People didn't care. They were all hyped up. They were excited. They, they could care. They're like, okay, we just got to wait for them to, to just get done. We'll be cool. Cool, 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 cool. Like that's, you know, you know the hype I'm talking about when you're waiting to get inside to anything. So finally the doors open. Crowds run in. They get their overpriced merchandise. They get their overpriced snacks and drinks. And they go find their seats expecting to see the announcer table where JR and Lawler were going to be broadcasting from. The cameras set up. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. (laughs) Strike two. Remember when I said uh, Raw was taped one week live the next? Yeah, they had taped Raw the previous week. So they were done taping Raw for that part of the year. This was the last house show of the year. This wasn't, this wasn't a tape draw. This wasn't a live raw. This was a house show. Granted to say, people were pissed. As rightfully should. Because all the promotion leading up to this was what? It was a raw show. So you got 7,000 angry wrestling fans pissed because they just spent a lot of money on those tickets and they brought signs, you know, everything. And it was just a house show. 
So, you know, that joyous feeling, the hikeness that I said, and you know, you experienced that yourself. Yeah, that quickly began to sink into anger. And that quickly turned into rage. The card on the show could have possibly saved this from getting worse. But from what I could gather, the card was an absolute joke. The only matches I could find out about it was Kane going up against Chains. Anybody remember Chains? From the biker gang, DOA? Just me? How do I know that shit, but I can't do math. They had, for it was a non-title match. It was a motherfucking casket match between Rocky Maivia and The Undertaker. That whoever you're asking about, Jim Cornette said it was two to three minutes. Bruce Pritchard has said it only lasted maybe less than 10 minutes. Jim, uh, Jim Ross has said that uh, it shouldn't have even been a casket match. It should have just been a regular burial match. Because again, this wasn't Rock. It was Rocky Maivia. It only lasted anywhere between two to three minutes to six to seven minutes because Taker was injured. And that's, that's just stupid. But that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. I was unable to find the winner, but a couple of people said it was disqualification. So I'm not completely sure what happened in that match. So fans, you know, wrestling fans, we, we have tempers. And around that time, this was the trend to do it, so they began throwing trash into the ring. Paper, plastic cups, beer bottles. Not the plastic beer bottles you get now. No, these were glass bottles. And I can sustain the thing in 1997, they were selling glass bottles at a sporting arena. Wasn't there something like, something that happened in the NFL or the NHL? One of those... That caused them to switch over to plastic bottles. I gotta ask my dad about that. He would, he would know about that. So anyway, trash is being thrown. Like people are about to go crazy. Security managed to get control of the situation and warned the crowd that if they continued, the show would be stopped. Fans begin to leave, which I don't blame them. So they go from about seven thousand people to about thirty-five hundred people, from what I could gather. Okay, you think the main event of DX, which was Triple H and Shawn Michaels in China, would be in a tag match between Stone Cold and Mick Foley, who was doing his dude love persona at the time. Well, <laughs> it didn't exactly go off with a, perfectly. Before the main event, they had a... An award ceremony for amateur and professional wrestling legend Danny Hodge, who was big around that area because that was apparently the Mid-South Wrestling territory back in the day. And that's where Danny Hodge made his, uh, his name. So very cool for him to get recognized why they did it at a house show. I'm not completely sure. Now, this would have been all fine and dandy if not People have been like, okay. But then, during for the ceremony, they send Shawn Michaels out to the ring. 
Now remember, this is Heat Seeker HBK. This is 1997 Shawn Michaels. Like this was prime asshole Shawn Michaels. Like I could do a video or a episode about this just on Shawn alone. I might do that one day. Yeah. But there are so many things about Sean that came out that at one point, because I loved Sean, but after hearing a lot of stuff that went down in that locker room, I was actually really ashamed to say I was a Shawn Michaels fan at this time period. But again, we didn't know. We didn't have the internet like we did we do today. I know I sound like I'm aging myself up, but yeah, we we barely knew. And like if someone talked about it, people were like, oh, he's jealous, he's bitter. No, 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 it's completely different nowadays. So anyway, Sean comes out and people just automatically, he doesn't even say anything. And people just begin to boo the shit out of him. This was during the ceremony for Danny Hodge. I feel so bad for him because I don't think people would have been as nasty through it if Sean was not out there. I don't know why they sent Sean out there, but I feel bad for Danny Hodge that he had to to deal with that, which was supposed to be a really big moment for him, and it got ruined by Shawn Michaels. 97, Shawn Michaels. So then comes the main event. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Dude Love versus DX, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. When Shawn came into the ring... People went absolute crazy again. Started throwing stuff, throwing stuff in the ring, and calling him all these horrible names. But you know what sets him off? What sets him off is he got belted by a piece of paper. Again, this is 97 Sean, and as I stated, as a big HBK fan, I stand by this. He should have gotten his ass kicked big time. Like, I would have loved to see, like, go back in time and see this year Shawn Michaels get his ass whooped. Like, I would have loved to see that. Shawn gets on the mic after getting hit with a rolled up piece of paper. That's it. Not a chair. Not a cup of beer. Not a bottle. A piece of paper that hit him in the forehead. Got on the mic and said, because, and I quote... I got this from Jim Cornette, Bruce Pritchard, and Jim Ross. You immature little shits just lost your main event. So him and Hunter left. Left the building, grabbed their shit, grabbed the arena. They, they left. Bless McFoley for trying to get the crowd to think this was part of the show. He came out as Dude Love and was trying to get the crowd hyped. Saying maybe if they got hyped and, and clapped and cheered, Sean would come back. But even the human embodiment of sunshine known as McFoley could not stop what was about to happen. So what happened was absolute fucking anarchy is what fucking happened. Like, people were mental. Like, they just saw the main event walk out of the arena. So on top of waiting outside longer, not being lied to, getting shit matches, 
they lost their ever freaking mind. Like, could you imagine this happening on a WrestleMania kind of stage? Holy crap. They would never have WrestleMania again. Anything the fans could get a hold of started flying. If they, if you weren't rioting, you were more than likely trying to hide or run for your life. People were setting shit on fire. Like, you can go and see pictures of this on videos when people talk about it. Um, it is insane. There's just fires all over the place. Multiple stories said that a security guard had a shirt ripped off and that was set on fire. So not even the security guards. And apparently there was only like one security guard per 20 people. Like they were severely understaffed for this. Well, they didn't know a riot was going to happen, but it happened. And then what's worse, what really set them off is that they made the announcement the show was done, but there would be no refunds. That's just a fucking stupidity moment right there. I'm sorry. The rioting spilled out to the outside where fans were destroying, again, property of the Barton Coliseum. Fights were breaking out. People were just being absolute chaotic. At one point, they were trying to attack the cars of the fleeing wrestlers, just trying to get to safety. Um... They made the mistake of jumping on the car, which had two Cold Scorpio and the Godfather. They jumped on that car. We all know two Cold Scorpio is a tough dude. Godfather's just as tough. Like, everyone thinks because of his character. No, this, this motherfucker's scary. Like, Godfather, if you're listening, I have respect for you. I have respect for you. You've done your entire wrestling career. You are a wrestling chameleon to change and I love you. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. But when you see that motherfucker, that's a big dude. Like, I don't care how much tough shit or how much you had to drink that night. You see someone built like two cold Scorpio and the Godfather coming for you. you, you no, know, that's not a fight you want to get into because that's not a fight you're going to win. And more than likely, that's not a fight that you're going to walk away from. So police finally arrive and they start shooting gas canisters into the crowd which seems to work, and the riot was quickly ended. It ended just as fast as it started. So what was the fallout? Thankfully, no one was killed or majorly injured, or had any life-threatening injuries. Um, No major casualties. It's just something we can all be happy that nothing like that happened. People were sent to the hospital with minor injuries, but they were they were okay. Uh, thousands upon thousands upon hundreds upon thousands of dollars worth of property damage was done to the Barton Coliseum. Not sure if WWFE had to pay anything like that. I couldn't find that in my research, um, but. Someone had to take care of that money. Someone had to take care of those damages. And about a dozen people were arrested. Now, don't get me wrong. I think writing takes place when there's a need to be. But especially for sporting events, there's no reason to riot. Granted, yes, you were lied to. 
I'm not going to take that away. The people of Little Rock, Arkansas were lied to. But there was no need to riot. Y'all could have just, y'all could have just walked out and, you know, say like we all say, we're not going to give the WWE any of our money until we break down and we do. Lately, I have been wanting to give them jack shit. So, but that's just me. Now, the interesting thing is, people think when you see this, you think, oh, riots don't happen in wrestling. Actually, they do. There was a riot that took place in Madison Square Garden. I did not write down the year, though. Why did I not write down the year? There was a riot that took place in Madison Square Garden during a wrestling event that almost got wrestling permanently banned from Madison Square Garden. It's very hard to think of wrestling, especially WWE, without Madison Square Garden. That's like a really big freaking deal to get a show there. Imagine us never being able to see a show from Madison Square Garden. Uh, My dad and my mom, they used to go to the armory down in Tampa every weekend. And they saw guys like Dusty Rhodes and uh, the original Nature Boy. Why can't I remember his name right now? Fuck. Sorry. But they would see like legends. And of course, you know, the heats and everything. And my dad says he remembers uh, a dude getting let out of the arena because he had somehow snuck a knife in there and he was planning to attack one of the heels. That's not scary. And the funny thing with that also is that the day before that, on December 14th, 1997, they were at a house show in Memphis. The main event was supposed to be Jerry Lawler, I believe, here's the stories. It was either Jerry Lawler and Jeff Jarrett versus DX, or it was either going to be Sean or Triple H going against Ken Shamrock. Sean came out there, was a total complete dick. The car, it was kind of like the same atmosphere, but this was actually handled a lot better. The card sucked. People were angry. Sean came out there, basically did the same thing that he pulled here in Little Rock. Said main events canceled. And he didn't seem to really care, or, well, no, take that back. He was talking shit, and then it only he only got pissed when Hunter got hit with a cup full of tobacco juice. Figure out how that came to be on your own. But when he saw Hunter getting hit with it, he said, you just lost your main event, and they left. It wasn't as big as the one in Arkansas, but there was a little mini riot in Memphis. And what makes this even weirder was on the December 15th show of WCW Nitro. Which, WCW at the time, because people really started, the trash throwing thing started mostly in WCW. And that was people doing it to the New World Order. Which got, I can honestly say, going to a a WCW show with the New World Order there, got very sick of seeing them. And when you saw people throwing shit in the ring, to me, it was just kind of like, see this, like, even at, like, 13, I was like, see, this is why people don't respect wrestling fans. I just thought, I'm like, why are you throwing it at them? But the weird thing was, trash was being thrown in the ring because I guess I don't remember the whole Nitro. And thanks, Peacock, because now I can't go back and check. But apparently... Trash was being thrown into the Nitro ring that night. And a couple of fans had jumped the barricade and tried to get into the ring. Now, I believe it was DDP and either Nick Patrick or 
another WCW referee. I can't, I can't complete, I can't, I don't want to say Nick Patrick and it not turn out to be Nick Patrick. But it was DDP and a WCW referee basically beat the shit out of two fans trying to start something in the ring with them, which you never, never go after a pro wrestler. You never go after that. You never do that shit. I'm getting off track, though. I just think it's very weird that in the span of not of not even about 24 hours, that shit happened in Memphis, and then this happened in Little Rock, and then that happened on Nitro. I just find that very, very weird. So what do we take away from this? That we as wrestling fans need to do better. We go to a show, something happens we don't like. Okay, looking at you, 2019, Hell in a Cell. Just looking at the behavior that people had after that show. Was crazy. And we're all, even wrestling fans who, I don't want to say smart wrestling fans, smarts, smarts, whatever. We looked at that behavior and we're like, what the hell are you doing? Like that one idiot who destroyed a $300 replica toy. You, you destroyed a $300 toy. And you, because you were bad at the WWE, WWE already got your money. You, so you just wrecked that yourself, son. Like you did that all on your own. What do we take away from this? Is that as we mature as wrestling fans, we need to probably, we need to set an example for other wrestling fans. We don't need to be stupid. We don't need to be obnoxious. And we don't need to be chanting CM Punk chants because he's not coming back. I'm sorry. If you're not in Chicago, you should not be chanting Phil's name. Also, don't riot at WWE shows. If you're going to riot, at least go after the merchandise booth. Because some of that shit severely overpriced. Actually, don't, don't, don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the second episode of So What It Happened Was. I'm so excited to be doing this and sharing wrestling history with all our listeners, ones who've been here from the beginning and the new ones. We have some great stuff coming up on the horizon for Down for the Count. I can't exactly tell you what just yet, but they're in the works because we're bored with wrestling. We know you're bored with wrestling, so we're going to try to change some stuff up here and try to make this point in time fun and as interesting as humanly possible. If you have any ideas for what you would like me to talk about on So What It Happened Was, for us on the show, anything like that, drop us a line on Twitter or Instagram. You can find us on Twitter at d 4 tc 29 D4TC19 and on Twitter or that's on Twitter and then on Instagram we are D4TC underscore podcast. Tiff, if I got that wrong, I'm sorry. It's been a long day. <laughs> As always, I am your girl Alexis. If you hear my cat, that is Lemon. Thank you for turning in and I'll see you guys next time. I am the devil,